Come on. She is strong. She is powerful. She is Andrea Freyrier. She is the co-founder and president of Agile Sherpas. They're an acquisitions enterprise, an author, and a speaker. Welcome to Lifeblood Brand. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Andrea, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Mm. Well, it's uh, it's been a kind of circuitous path to, to owning a business and, and training other folks on how to apply agile ways of working, but it's one of those where uh, you look back and you realize the steps were there, even though you don't didn't know you were taking them at the time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have a degree in English uh, and used to think I wanted to be a college professor. Uh, And so now I write books and teach people, but in a very different context than I used to think I wanted to. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur, but after working for other people for 15-ish years and always feeling a little bit like, this could be better. I'm not super happy with this. Um, I ended up starting a business because I wanted to do a job that didn't exist, um, which was agile marketing coaching. That wasn't really a thing yet. And so I I kind of made it up as (laughs) I went along. And now we're four years old and growing super fast and helping thousands of people. And it's just been like, a random and unexpected journey, but uh, I don't think I would go back and do it any differently. Nice. I love it. Like so many great entrepreneurial stories, you saw an opportunity and you said, why doesn't this thing exist? It seems like it seems like it should be a thing. So tell me what agile marketing coaching is. Yeah. So we take agile ways of working that were really developed to help software developers about 20 years ago do their work better. So they were kind of the first totally digital profession. Like they sit around and they do work all day, but there's not a physical thing. Back in the day there used to be, right, when you got software on a CD and things, but it's not a physical product necessarily that they're making. And so all of the older styles of working that were designed for when people made, you know, physical touchable things didn't really work when it came to software. Software developers were really struggling. They would spend, you know, years sometimes writing new updates to their code only to have it show up in people's mailboxes, right? When CDs were coming in your mail to give you software updates and then nobody wanted what they had spent all this time and energy building. And so now that other functions are likewise becoming more digital, marketers don't make only billboards and print ads and TV ads anymore. We do a lot more digital tactics, uh, we're starting to encounter similar kinds of struggles and problems. And so what we do is help go in and translate what worked for agile software development so that it can be applied to other functions, usually uh, in marketing in particular. So we're, we're translators is kind of our, our role. Nice. Okay. So you are, are, It certainly does make sense, and it's 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 funny to think back to that time where you were just sort of 
for lack of a better term, stuck with the version of Windows until the new disk came along. And now I think that we're probably more irritated by updates than 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 we are celebrate or really excited about them, even though maybe we shouldn't be. Or maybe that's a personal problem that, that, that only I'm, <laughs> I'm experiencing. Uh, and it certainly does make sense that, that with marketing, as a dynamic as it seems to be, that you'd want to be able to make updates like all the time. Yeah, that's what our audiences expect from us. They expect, you know, constant, relevant, personalized messaging, not this one multi-million dollar ad campaign that drops around the holidays or around the Super Bowl. Like that's just not connected to the way that people buy anymore. And how uh, obviously because you and Agile Sherpas are in existence, uh, how hard is this to to help people to, 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 to get their arms around, I guess from a psychological perspective, but then also from a technical perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely doable and, and it helps a ton. So the, the struggles that people go through early on definitely feel worth it over time. But it is sometimes a really big change in the way that you think about work. Because uh, there's also a really intense focus in agile ways of working on identifying the highest value work and then only doing that, literally choosing to do nothing else except the most impactful things. And I think almost more than the frequent release idea, that's something that marketers struggle with because there's so many channels and so many ways that we could be communicating with people. We struggle to narrow that field down to the things that we believe will move the needle for us and, and our customers. So that's something that I think is the hardest part early on. And so creating practices and tools that will kind of force us to break these bad habits of trying to do everything all the time, that's usually the place where people stumble early on. And I imagine that that's for a lot of reasons. I imagine they're like, well, if I don't do this anymore, I won't need a job and I will be <laughs> unemployed, right? I'm sure that that's part of it and lots of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's that expectation that we're everywhere all the time and Marketers do tend to become kind of short order cooks as well, especially in larger enterprise organizations. Everybody's always asking them for something. And if they start to say, no, I can't jump on this press release for you, or no, I can't build you an entirely new deck for the presentation you have tomorrow, then it starts to jar their relationships with other parts of the business, which introduces a whole new level of complexity. So it's not just our choices about what we want to work on, but the way that we support the brand and marketing functions inside of the enterprise. So if, if, if not for you and Agile Sherpas, would people just keep doing things that the way that they've always done them and not in getting suboptimal results? <laughs> I, I hope not. I, I think at least in its theoretical incarnation, the idea of agility is really starting to permeate lots of different kinds of knowledge work. Marketing seems to be sort of that leading edge because we are becoming more and more of a digital profession. We need alternative ways of working. And you see if you watch things like Google Trends where it tracks how many people are searching for a particular keyword, there's lots more interest 
in agile ways of working and agile marketing. So I think people are, are pushing in that direction. Um, of course, at Agile Sherpas, we spend a whole lot of time talking and writing about how to do it. So uh, I hope very much that, that that journey is made smoother and less painful through the work that we do. But I really do believe that it's it's an inevitability, not just for marketing, but all parts of a business are going to have to figure this out in the very near future or risk being, you know, iterated out of existence by a competitor. So is it, is, are, are, are your clients, your end users, are they larger organizations that have their own in-house marketing team? Primarily, yes. That's, that's the folks we work with the most. Although we do public training sessions quite a lot where we end up with folks who may be on a team of just one or two marketers, and then they rely heavily on agencies to support them. And so really any kind of, of activity where, you know, you need to deliver value to an end user quickly and frequently, that's going to be a good application for, for agility. Yeah. Well, that certainly does make sense. And it's almost, it, it seems like it is for lack of a better term, like learning a martial art. And when I'm started, I'm, I'm a white belt. And then on the other end of the spectrum is a black belt. And so that's essentially what you're working to do is to take really competent marketing folks who understand the different, how to set strategy and how to use the different tactics and the different things, but just train them up on, on, on this new, on this relatively new skill and certainly in marketing of, of, of agility. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it is really building up your skills and capabilities over time because one of the great things about Agile is you can describe it and it makes a lot of intuitive sense. Mm -hmm. And so you can get started. There are small steps you can take to get going, but it will all, there's always more to learn. I mean, coaches who have been doing this a lot longer than me continue to uncover uh, new application, new applications for existing practices. And then as more functions like marketing, sales, HR, finance start to use agile, they start to adjust the way that it's been done for the last two decades in software. And we're going to see it keep evolving and changing. Uh, so, you know, over time, hopefully we're all moving towards more of that black belt level, uh, wherever we started off. So you, you referenced that, that, that one of the tenants is to identify the highest value work and only do that. What are some of the other sort of cornerstones or main ideas of, of Agile? Yeah, one of the others that is crucial to get right, especially early on, is visibility and transparency into the work that's being done. So newer Agile teams spend a good chunk of time when they're getting started getting everything out into the open, everything that we're working on needs to be documented so that a everybody on my team that I need to work with can see what we're doing as a, as a team. And then also what the commitments of the individual team members are. This helps us not get overloaded. You know, it's easy to say, Oh yeah, I can help with that. Or yeah, I can take that on. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, 30 things in your to-do list and there's no way you're getting to all of them. But if you aren't just writing it down on a sticky or in your notebook, but are actually putting it into some kind of work management tool where everyone can see it, 
it creates this instant level of accountability and you realize the full scope of what you've actually committed to as an individual and as a team. And so you can start to make decisions and prioritization calls once it's all out in the open. Um, so it needs to all be made visible and transparent. Um, that includes what we plan to work on and what we're actually working on. Because again, if I'm trying to get through 30 things in one work day, I'm going to spend a tiny fraction of time on each of those 30 things. But if my to-do list only has three things on it, I actually have a shot at getting all three of those done. So getting zeroed in on the important things and getting them all the way you know, to the, to the done side of a visual system uh, is really, really impactful. It makes a big difference really quickly. I love it. I can definitely see that. Well, Andrea, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be it for me. Um, I've is the make your work visible and focus on only a few things. It's really counterintuitive to say do less and accomplish more, but having run a business for four years, written two books, and having two small kids at home while being on the road thirty weeks a year in pre-COVID times. Like there's no way I could have done a fraction of that without doing this type of, you know, focused, visualized effort. Uh, you just can't, can't make it work any other way. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Yeah, I think that, and just like you've been talking about that, this is so applicable in, in most every industry, probably every industry. So make your work visible and, and clear. And I met, I just, I imagine that that once you're actually able to do that, then there's just so many different benefits that that you hadn't really even considered that 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 could pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts to snowball really quickly because you can do more work, you can learn because you're getting work out in front of your audience more quickly and hearing what they actually think about it. So then you realize what they really love, and you can do more of that, and what they really didn't sort of have a meh reaction to. Mm -hmm. So do less of that. And then everything you do starts to be more impactful. uh, And it really becomes this exponential improvement. I love it. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you and Agile Sherpas? Yeah, agilesherpas.com has tons of free content on it, including a getting started guide that will walk you through visualizing your work for the first time and creating some focused limits on how many things you're doing at any given time. And I'm just Andrea at agilesherpas.com if you have specific questions. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrea your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to agilesherpas.com. That's A-G-I-L-E-S-H-E-R-P-A-S.com and check out the great resources that they've got on the page. And it is a really easy to understand and follow um, website to kind of help you understand where you're at and how it might fit into your business. Thanks again, Andrew. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>